0: The Internet's most listened-to talk radio network. VoiceAmerica.com with Joyce Bender and Disability Matters.
1: Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender.
2: And welcome to the show, and here we are ending this month CIO month with a real champion. You know, in my family we have a little thing, and that saying is, if you do something really good, if you really make the right decision, when we were real little we'd say, well we must be the smart ones. And let me tell you what, I must be the smart one that years and years and years ago, I befriended Tom Tabor, who by the way was just named CIO of the Year for a nonprofit organization <laughs> right here in Pittsburgh, a true champion. Tom Tabor, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you, Joyce.
2: Okay, and I'm not going to lie to any of the listeners, I love Tom Tabor. <laughs> he is a great, not only a great friend, he is a great friend to all people with disabilities. He is truly deserving. As far as I'm concerned, he should be CIO of the year for the United States of America. That's how I feel about it. But Tom, I know that see and Tom, he's going to get I love this cuz he can't even do anything to me. He hates it when you make a big deal over him. He can't even reprimand me. Um, Tom, it's because of mark and you that we Bender Consulting Services. Here we are 11 years later in 13 states two provinces of Canada, and believe me, when vendor consulting services was not even that well-known, I'm meaning when we just started, it was in Tom Tabor's area, and he was willing to give me a chance and reach out and make it happen. So that's why I'm so excited to have Tom on the show. As we are ending CIO Month, we save the best for last. Tom, how about if you... Just take a few minutes to tell our listeners, although they've heard me talk about Highmark, but for those who've tuned in just now and are not familiar with Highmark, a little bit about what Highmark does, the size, and the mission of the
3: company. Okay, thanks, Joyce. Highmark is an independent licensee of Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association and underwrites various indemnity and managed care insurance products as well as Medicare supplemental products in our core service areas of western Pennsylvania, Central Pennsylvania and the Lehigh Valley. We jointly market a range of indemnity and managed healthcare insurance products in northern northeastern Pennsylvania and southeastern Pennsylvania through joint operating agreements with Blue Cross of Northeastern Pennsylvania and Independence Blue Cross. In two thousand and four we achieved nine point one billion in total revenues and through Highmark and its various subsidiaries we served over twenty four and a half million individuals. And just in our health care programs, we had um, roughly uh, just over 4 million members. And from a mission perspective, for for nearly 70 years, we have served the health needs of our members and those who reside in the communities where we do our business. And our commitment really doesn't stop at just simply administering health insurance claims, which we do extremely well. It extends to improving the lives of those we touched from our innovative programs aimed at keeping members healthy to our strategic corporate contributions in the community. HIMARC demonstrates its deep loyalty to its mission of providing access to affordable quality health care, enabling individuals to live longer, healthier lives. And George, I think that's really something that we at HIMARC continually focus on that really sets us apart from a lot of other organizations.
2: Yes, and just as an example of what Tom's talking about, in case you haven't heard this story before, over 11 years ago, I went to the CEO of Highmark. At that time, his name was Bill Lowry, and I said, Bill, I have an idea. I want to start a company, a for-profit company, for-profit because, Bill, we're not about charity. You know, we don't want pity. We just want a chance to work. I have a dream. I want to start this company and I want to employ people with disabilities. But you know what? I cannot do it unless I have one anchor company. A, a company that would stand behind me, you know, to help me do this. So you know what that means? Would you be willing to take on six contractors for at least three years? Six contractors with disabilities. Six contractors Entry-level inexperience. They had the academic training, but entry-level
4: inexperience.
2: And it took Highmark like one day to think about this. And, of course, why I knew this would work is I knew who I'd be going to is Tom Tabor. And Tom immediately helped me, you know, let me bring those people on board. As a matter of fact, he's helped me ever since then. And you know how some companies, you know, they help people, and then, oh, whoop de doo they hired one person with a disability, and they think they've done such a big thing. This has been ongoing the whole time because the next CEO, John Browse, he carried it to a higher level, and the current CEO, Dr. Ken Malani, took it to an even higher level, which is remarkable. When you think that a company through three CEOs that this would, you know, continue going on, and Tom has been there with me, You know, the whole way helping us, if it wouldn't be for Highmark, there would not be a vendor consulting services today. So I know, Tom, that Highmark does many things for the community and for many groups, but for people with disabilities, that's just one example. And that's pretty big and pretty amazing to me. But this month, we are celebrating CIO Month. So maybe you can take a minute and tell our listeners a little bit about, Tom, the size of your shop.
3: Well, we uh we have a shop that really spans the state. We have two locations. We're we're here in Pittsburgh, and also out in Camp Hill, in the center part of the state near Harrisburg. And um, it's a fairly large, reasonably large IT shop. Um, we have roughly seventeen hundred FTEs um, spanning the two locations, um, full time mark employees. And then, in addition to that, we Fluctuate with contract staff um, in the neighborhood of between two and three hundred um, supplemental staff to um, help support the ongoing operations. And we just opened up a new eighty-seven thousand square foot new data center out in just outside of Hershey, Hershey, Pennsylvania, which is a new state-of-the-art facility, which is uh, one of the nicest facilities, we think, um, in the area, which um, is there to um, help us facilitate the processing uh, that we do, which is upwards or in excess of a half a million claims per day, and we service in excess of 33,000 customer inquiries a day. So just to give you a ballpark of the type of uh, operations we run.
2: Wow, 1,700 full-time employees. See, as Tom's pointing out, they have a facility in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but he also has a large staff in Camp Hill, which is by Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. So this gives you an idea of how large Tom's scope of influence is. And, uh, Tom, speaking of when you were talking about the mission of HiMark, we have a question <clears throat> from one of our listeners that was emailed in from Washington, D.C., um, and the question is, Mr. Tabor, as someone who, has been, someone who has been active in their community, can you discuss, in your opinion, the importance of community participation as you believe it relates to career or professional development, especially for young people with disabilities?
3: I think it's extremely important um, whether or not a person has disabilities or not be actively involved in the community um i think it it creates a sense of pride in your community and it it creates a sense of being and and it shows a commitment and i think it, it goes from there um to your carries over from there to your to your work ethic and it creates um a show of what type of person you are and i think that um that goes a long way in in creating your for your employer and also for for what you do on a day-to-day basis.
2: And I agree 100%. As a matter of fact, when we interview people at Bender Consulting Services, one of our questions is, what type of volunteer work have you done? Because here at Bender Consulting Services, yes, we're a for-profit company, but to the core of our mission is giving back, being a volunteer, giving back to the community. And I do believe that builds character. So, you know, I agree with you, Tom, 100%, whether or not the person has a disability, about how important that is to their career development. And, Tom, while we're talking about questions, over this past month, with every CIO we've had on, I know this won't surprise you, but one of the biggest questions that we've received, email for every CIO has been, should I even bother pursuing a career in computer science? Now I, I am now you know putting this in a paraphrase version because it was obviously worded different from every email. But the, you know the bottom line was, should I pursue a career in computer science when all the jobs are being sent offshore?
3: <laughs> um, that's a that's a question I get a lot. Um, both internal and external, and um, I pretty much have the same answer, and the answer is absolutely yes. I think it's something that um, we find. Uh, it's something you have a lot of conversations with a lot of folks, um, and a lot of a lot of the agencies around town are struggling right now to find talent. Um, but, you know, they they look for talent and they can't find it because people are not pursuing the careers for, for a number of reasons, and I guess part of that reason is um, the offshore issue. Uh, folks have been told that a lot of the jobs are going offshore, which in some cases is true. Um, I think the um, perception is maybe larger than reality um, in, in some cases, and you, you need to really look at that and find out if it's really true. But there are a lot of opportunities that haven't gone offshore. And, you know, when you look at the economy and what's going forward, you know, uh, the manufacturing jobs aren't here. And What are the jobs that are left? Um, you need to really focus in. I think there are a lot of opportunities, and a lot of those opportunities are going to grow. And you, you look at, the, you know, the, the demographics and you look at what's going to happen in the next 10 to 15 years and those of us that are in the in the boomer category that are going to um, as as president bush talked at the state of the union and they're all starting to turn 60 and are going to are going to start to retire um, there's a lot of folks um, in that category that are doing a lot of it jobs in um I know in our shop and in other shops that are going to be retiring in in, in in the coming years that we're going to be looking for replacements for, and I think those opportunities are going to be filled, and they're not all going to be filled offshore. And I think one of the things we've got to look at very quickly is you know what's happening um, in the uh, in the in the schools to fill those requirements.
2: I agree. And we'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back. But right now, we're going to take a break, and then we'll be right back with my guest, Tom Tabor, Senior Vice President and Chief Information Officer at Highmark. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back.
0: Informative. Educational. Insightful. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com.
1: their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S. and www.BenderOfCanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.BenderConsult.com.
5: To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkgard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Invoke thought, feeling, and inspiration into your life right here on voiceamerica.com.
0: The world leader in Internet talk radio. radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
6: If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender.
2: And welcome back. We're talking to Tom Tabor, Senior Vice President and Chief Information Officer at Highmark. And when we went to break, what we were talking about is how I have had a huge number of college students email this month says it was CIO month and ask if they should pursue a career in computer science with all the outsourcing going on. Um, and that's what Tom was just talking about, that, uh, you know, actually there are positions where he's looking for people where the firms he goes to are saying we can't find them. Is that right, Tom?
3: That's correct. And, I, you know, I think, you know, again, it's a question of perception as to how much reality is there with the jobs going offshore, um, and you know that all started a few years back and i think um, people steered away from getting into the into the programs and colleges and you know there was some there's some truth to that it's just a question of the reality now is you know are there r- real opportunities um, available and i think the answer to that is yes um, now we just have to you know make sure that the colleges and universities are actually putting out good programs um, that, that are putting out individuals that, you know, are coming out to meet the needs. And, you know, we're, we've, we've been working with some universities to make sure that that's, that's the case and um, making sure that, you know, the programs fit the needs. And I think it's the right thing to do. And, you know, I think, again, that there are going to be a lot more opportunities in the, in the coming years. Uh, you know, the demand will be there. And... Um, You know, anybody that's interested in these kind of opportunities, I would encourage them to, uh, to go after the programs.
2: And, and I would too. And I'm glad to hear that Highmark is working with, uh, colleges and universities, you know, in that, in that effort. Tom, one thing I wanted to ask you, and I have asked this question to every CIO this month. And that question I have asked everyone is, what are the biggest issues that you deal with as CIO, you know what are your biggest concerns, or you know what do you feel are your major issues? What would you say they are? <laughs>
3: According to my staff, all of them. Uh, <laughs>
2: um,
3: you know that, that's a that's a, that's a difficult question. Um, probably one at the top of the list would be security. Mm-hmm. Uh, security is an ongoing concern, um, especially because of a lot of the uh, the data that we that we have. Um, it's personal health data, and you know it's something that we consider extremely um, the security of that data is extremely important to us. Um, it's paramount that we we maintain the security, and it's something that we uh, we we take very seriously. Um, secondly, um, one of the things um, that we struggle with and we work hard at um, is you know d- delivering the right projects. Um, at the right time, on the right budget. And and all three of those are are extremely important because, you know, there are always way too many projects and they're always, you know, need to be done tomorrow and, you know, the budget dollars are extremely important. So, you know, you've got to work with the business folks to make sure that you're delivering the value best value, you know, extremely timely. And, you know, the prioritization is extremely important, you know, the management of the projects and making sure that that value is there. And that's probably something that, you know, we need continually to get better at. Um, So, you know, those are probably the two biggest issues. Um, you know, with the new data center, we, we think we've done a lot to address security, and we continue to go after that from a number of different angles. Um, but, you know, the, the project issue is something that we continue to go after, you know, day in and day out.
2: Mm-hmm. And you know what? When you were talking at the beginning also about security, it's interesting how many people mention that. Because even when I work with various federal agencies now, Washington, D.C., you know, they tell me how they always have to have incredible security to prevent a cyberspace attack.
3: You know, how terrorist. Absolutely. Terrorists, Absolutely. How,
2: and I don't think people think about that sometimes, but um, don't you think that's an issue that, you know, would be very volatile?
3: It, it's extremely important. The network that we have, you know, or, you know, you don't, you know, people were people do strange things. You know, and making sure that your networks are um, not open for attack is something that we we continually worry about. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, you know, we have certain restrictions and certain, um, you know, we do certain things that people don't understand why we do it, but we manage our networks extremely tightly.
2: And you know, um, again, if you're listening to the show right now, we were talking earlier about how oh, a lot of young people are not pursuing a career in computer science because they believe, you know, so many of the jobs are going offshore. Here's another hot area, Internet security, where companies are always looking for premier skills. So there really are, you know, as Tom mentioned, many areas where if you would go to different search firms or uh, groups, they'd tell you they can't find the people anyway with the expertise that the company wants. So there really are a lot of opportunities, and that's just one of them. That I think,
3: you know, is... On. Yeah, well, there, there's a lot of difference. You got you have networks, you've got your, your security, you've got, um, you know, your programming skills are still extremely important. You've got, you know, business analysis. I mean, a lot of things that, you know, are, are different opportunities for individuals that would, you know, you don't... I don't think you need to worry about going offshore if that's your concern, which, again, I don't know how big that concern is. It's obviously there, but... You know, there are, there are skills that are going to remain pretty much resident because they have to. So, I mean, you can, you can, you can do a lot of investigation to figure out which ones are those that are not going anywhere and, mm-hmm. and still be pretty safe.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Tom, as I mentioned earlier, I've known you for a long time, but you have worked with me really before anyone to the level that you did in hiring people with, disabilities and unfortunately there are many companies or corporations or leaders today that that don't do what you do. So my question to you is why? Why are you so open?
3: <laughs> to hiring a, there's people. There's at the only one answer Joyce. And that's because uh, you, know, <laughs> and it, it, you know and you know I've thought about that question a lot because I assumed you were going to ask it. And and I'm not, I'm not sure that there's a good answer other than because. And it's because of the way... First of all, you know, you're very persuasive and you're a great person and, you, you know, you, you do things for the right reasons and I don't know how anybody could turn you down. That's 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 one. Um, and But secondly, I think it's the way people are... You know, you can say it's the right thing to do and all the other... All the things that you're supposed to say, but but maybe it's because of the way you mature as an individual. Um, you know, and maybe it's because you know you can say, I had a nephew that, that that had a disability and you helped, and that was easy. Because you helped, I helped. But that really wasn't it. And maybe it was because when I was growing or I, my girls were growing up, um, we, and I was coaching softball. You know, I got a phone call one night from one of the mothers who said, who thanked me before the season started. And I didn't know what she was talking about because she said, well, you know, you're having my daughter on your team. And I couldn't figure out what she was talking about. And she said, well, she's deaf and, you know, you're, you have her on your team. And I didn't know what to say. Mm-hmm. First, I didn't know she was deaf. And the next thing I know, you know, we go to practice and all the girls are there and, and there she is. And the next thing I know, the kids are taking her on is, as one of the team and, you know, we never, we never treated her any differently and it was no big deal. And she was a teammate and they accepted her and she played softball with the rest of the girls and it just became, you know, accepted practice. And I watched the girls work with her and it was just like, well, she's part of the team and it was no big deal. And so, you know, it just became part of the routine and she was on the team for, you know, four or five years. It helped that she was one of the best players on the team, but, you know, it was that, that had nothing to do with it. It was just because she was a great kid, she was a great person, and she was she was accepted. And the girls accepted her with no question. The rest of the team, it was no issue. And so, you know, it became just, it was the norm. It wasn't she had a disability. She was just part of the team. So to me, it's not it's not an issue of disability, or not it's giving somebody a chance to show that they can do what you need them to do so it, it it was never really an issue you know maybe maybe you know 20 years ago it might have been maybe i had a stigmatism at that point in time in my life uh, but you know it you know as you mature it it, it just became well, there's no there's really no thought you know it's just something you should do and it's not because, you know, it's the right thing to do. It's just the thing to do. And, I'm, and I know I'm really not answering your question, but to me it's just, you know, it, it, there really never was a second thought. It's, well, let's go do this because, well, why not? You know, and, you know, when you and I first sat and talked about this, you know, we said, uh, here are the rules. If, you know, a person comes in, and doesn't, isn't able to do the job, you know, what? we're going to have to deal with that. It wasn't if a disabled person came in and wasn't able to do the job. It was if a person came in and wasn't able to do the job, we're going to have to deal with it. And you said, absolutely, there's no, no ifs, ands, or buts. That's, you know, so it wasn't, you know, we weren't, we weren't talking about anything else. So, to me, it's not really anything other than that.
2: Well, you know what, Tom? So you know why that is that you can't think of a reason? You know, what he's meaning is it's not because he has a disability, his children have disabilities. uh, You know, he's not doing it for something like that. He's doing it because, I, I must say this, it's because you're a great leader and you have that moral character. And you're open-minded. And I hope that anyone listening to the show today who is a business leader, I hope you'll listen to Tom Tabor. Because he isn't doing it to gain points. You know, he's not doing it for political reasons. He's doing it because he felt it was a good business decision. And, and he did say to me exactly what he said. Because the only way this will work is if there's no pity. And with that, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to my guest, Tom Tabor, Senior Vice President and Chief Information Officer of the great company, Highmark. This is America's Voice, Joyce Bender, VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back.
0: You want the truth? Face the facts. This is VoiceAmerica.com. Depend on it.
1: their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S. and www.BenderOfCanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.BenderConsult.com.
5: To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000.
6: Ever wonder what's in your future, why you are the way you are, or what your dreams really mean? Then tune in and call in to The Jackie Marie Show with professional psychic Jackie Marie. With over a reported 90% accuracy in her psychic predictions, Jackie Marie answers your questions on psychic phenomenon, dream interpretation, numerology, astrology, hypnosis, recognizing your own psychic gifts, and so much more. Along with her co-host, Alan Richard, Jackie also provides her psychic insight on celebrities, politicians, new items, and a mystery of the week. That's The Jackie Marie Show, broadcast every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern, on voiceamerica.com.
1: In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control, and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com
0: continuing to be the authority in Internet talk radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment,
6: call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Spender.
2: And welcome back. This is Chief Information Officer Month, and Tom Tabor was named... CIO of the Year just a few months ago right here in Pittsburgh, CIO for a large not-for-profit company. So proud when he received that award. And I think we have a caller on the line.
7: Hi, Joyce. Hi, Tom. it's Joan Stein. How are you, Joan? I'm terrific. How are you?
2: Good. Always
7: great to hear your voice, Joan. Well, I just wanted to call and, and echo... Um, your comments about Tom, and to also say that, unfortunately, Tom is one in a million.
2: Yeah.
7: <laughs> that uh, I wish we could clone him around the country, because the attitude that Tom has about, well, it's no big deal, mm-hmm. is is really... Um, Unfortunately, not the attitude that, that many business people have. They they too often, and I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but they too often look at somebody with a disability and automatically think of what they can't do.
2: Yes, and for you listeners, uh, it's an honor when Joan calls in. Joan is the CEO of Accessibility Development Associates, and so you know, um, you know, she was involved right here in Pittsburgh it, although she works nationally. She was involved right here in Pittsburgh when PNC Park was first built, and that is why we have the most accessible stadium in the United States. But she has also done work for Highmark and various corporations across yes. the country in the area of accessibility. And, Joan, what I was telling Tom during the break, uh, and I, I know that you know this is true, is that I was telling him, I know, I know you think it's hard to believe, but believe me, you know getting people employed is so
7: hard yeah and and it's particularly it's particularly difficult for people in the employment area to understand that it's hard to get employment opportunities for people with disabilities when they see that they need employees when when we see that the demographics are changing so significantly in the workforce, and those of us, um, myself included, and Joyce included, who are baby boomers, we're recognize. You know, the work world is recognizing that we're not going to be here twenty. Well, we probably will be here twenty years from now. But the work world is changing, and for employers not to recognize that there is a huge untapped pool of talented, eager people out there wanting to come and put in more than a full day's work is a travesty it's a tragedy because as tom as tom has said and as tom knows you know when you hire someone with a disability you're getting more than more than what you more than what you bargained for <laughs> is that right tom
3: that's correct and i appreciate the call joe
7: okay
2: well jen thank you for calling in and thank you for those words because it's always great to hear from you okay good luck have a good day you too bye-bye and Joan is a tremendous person and working very hard in the United States to make sure that companies corporations are accessible and I know years ago when worked with Highmark right from the beginning but you know as she said that's like you know that's like you're singing to the choir because it's not that hard with uh, with Highmark but many companies are resistant to this area of employment of people with disabilities and, and Tom, a question I had for you um, is would you please describe for our listeners, because I talk about this at different companies, the importance of the commitment of hiring people with disabilities coming from the top. Um, and although I mentioned it before, maybe you could could reconfirm with everyone what it has been like with the CEOs at Highmark.
3: I think starting with Bill Lowry. Um, You know, it just just makes it easy. I mean, that commitment or leadership is—you know—it it it goes without maybe it goes without saying, but it it just makes it makes it easy. That commitment, um, you know, you can want to do it, but without having that leadership, um, without having that leadership, it would be difficult. But with the leadership of Bill Lowry and then John Browse and now Doctor Milani, um, you know it, it becomes—if you don't do it—it's it, 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 almost a crime because they've made it easy. They paved the way and said, you know, it's the right thing to do for the organization. It's the right thing to do um, for for a lot of very good reasons. but It's the right thing to do for the business, so you should do it. And it's, there's no obstacles. The obstacles have all been taken away. So if you don't do it, it's like, why aren't you doing it? And, you know, Bill started it, you know, a number of years ago when he took over as CEO and said, you know, this is what we're going to be doing. There's no questions asked. Go do it. And, you know, we started it then. And when John Brass took over as CEO, he echoed that sentiment. And when Ken took over, he's, He's reinforced it plus, and said, "Yes, we're really this is the thing we're doing, and just continue and, and grow it as much as you can." Mm-hmm. So you know that, that leadership, um, you know, it, especially in our organization, has just been has um, been there from the beginning, and it's it's made it uh, so easy. It's uh, to me, it's you know, shame on us if we don't do it as as, as the rest of the organization.
2: And you know what, just to show you how powerful that is, you know, for years and years and years, I only worked with Tom. You know, I only worked in IT. And, of course, with his, you know, all the people who work with him, some who have just really, just so many of them, you know, who have really stepped up, you know, doing so much to to bring aboard people with disabilities. But because of that commitment from the top, it became like part of the culture so that finance, and business operations, and all these different areas, you know, all started working, you know, with vendor consulting services and outside groups to bring in people with disabilities, but I'm telling you that, you know, that commitment from the top makes a difference, because if you have someone in the mid-management, and they want to do it, but they run into obstacles, then you don't have that top support. You know what I mean, Tom?
3: Absolutely. It, it, it goes to me, you know, we, and we've talked about this a lot, um at Hermark, and I've had a planning meeting the last couple of days with my staff, and we've talked about this from a different, a couple of different perspectives, but, you know, you, you mimic your leadership mm-hmm. in, in a lot of different ways, and so if they're, if they're, you know, they don't talk it, you don't do it. But you know, in this case, they you know they talk it and they they walk it, so it's so easy to do. And if they're not doing it, and if they don't support it, it becomes very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. You those they put they put the obstacles in in the way, um, not even realizing it in a lot of cases. But if they don't support it, you've got a lot of other things you want to do. But when they do support it, it just it just you know it, it knocks the bridges down. And the barriers are gone, and you can you go do it,
2: right? Because when years and years ago, when Bill Lowry opened the door, and then he also you know had Keith Katmeyer involved, the chief operating officer. So last year, I had both of them on the show one day just to talk about why that's important. You know, coming from the top, and Keith Katmeyer says to me, he said, and again, he was the former chief operating officer uh, at Highmark, and he said to me. You know, Joyce, I don't know why you're giving us so much credit. The only thing we did is make sure you didn't step into, into any political landmines. And I said, you have no idea what a big deal and how important that is. Because when it comes from the top, you don't have as many of those political landmines. Absolutely. So, you know, that's why if you're listening to the show and if you're at a company... You've got to get that commitment from the top. You know, if you really want to open the door, you've got to stop it, start at the top. Uh, Tom, just as we're saying right now, you have been very successful in getting your leadership really excited about hiring people with disabilities, and it has worked. I mean, it's you know they themselves are taking it upon themselves to try to get this going. Um, maybe you could tell us why you think that works so well so other companies could follow your lead.
3: Well, that's. I don't know how to do that, Joyce. I think um, it goes. I think it's the same thing. It's. It's. You. You you create enthusiasm for it because it's. Again, it's the right thing to do, and if you lead that way and you create the enthusiasm, I think it it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. You find a couple um, great examples. And you can, you can, you know, they 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 feed on themselves, and you bring in some, you bring in a couple um, individuals, and you create the success stories, and you create that kind of enthusiasm, and they, you know, they multiply.
2: And, and that the else I and that is who sells the program. It's the people.
3: Exactly right. I mean, you know, you can you you can't tell people to do it. 'Cause telling them to do it doesn't work. I mean, you know, you create the opportunities for them to do it, and you create, you know, you create some funding. You know, we created a little bit of funding so that it wasn't a budget pinch necessarily. And, you know, we did that, you know, so it wasn't it wasn't hurting their their pockets necessarily in a in a you know in a in a budget pinch, but you know then they brought folks in and you know they created the right environment and they had success and then what we did was you know we fostered that success and you know all of a sudden it became well this works and at, at you know at meetings we talked about it and those they pretty much sold themselves
2: mm-hmm. and boy they did and they have been following your lead and doing a great job. If you just now joined us, you missed out. We have another segment before we close the show that you missed out because Tom Tabor is that one-in-a-lifetime example of a great business leader and CIO who is making a difference in the United States in the area of employment of Americans with disabilities. We'll be right back with Tom. CIO and to me, champion. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back.
0: Connecting your world. The Internet's number one talk and information station. Voiceamerica.com.
1: their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S. and www.BenderOfCanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.BenderConsult.com.
5: To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000.
6: Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the greyhound. Learn about the history of the greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race dogs. If you own a greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
0: The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
6: If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at one 866 472 5788 Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender.
2: And welcome back. We have been talking to Tom Tabor. Senior Vice President and Chief Information Officer from Highmark, and really just a great champion when it comes to the employment of people with disabilities. And, Tom, I know that there are a lot of young people with disabilities who are listening to this show today, and actually uh, this week I will be speaking to a group of young people with disabilities and I'm going to talk about what I'm asking you, which is, in your opinion, what are some of the key skills or traits that you look for when you hire people?
3: Well, that's another good question. Um, you know, from a from a tr- skill perspective, you know, and I'm not going to get into technical skills, or because tr- that you know we can go down the whole list of skills from that perspective. But you know, y- you're looking at a lot of different um Skills, but from a business perspective, you know, you're, you're looking for the kind of analytical kind of skills. You know, somebody that can have reasoning and the ability to do analysis. Mm-hmm. So, I think mean, those are the kind of things that you know, when you look at abroad from a broad spectrum, you know, somebody that's that's had either you know in training, but but the ability to do analysis, because you you can train on a lot of different aspects. But you know we need folks that can come in and analyze issues or situations, and then apply um, a lot of technical um, solutions to those. So you know you know that's pretty much at a, at a very high level. I and mean, again, I'm not going to get into a technical, you know, whether it's Cobol or Java. Um, you know, or you know, from a services perspective, a lot of the, a lot of the technical issues. But you know, we're looking for people that have the ability to to do analytical type of work. Um, now, beyond that, you know, when you when you look at you look at folks and you look at you know what what are they what kind of um, capabilities do they have? You know, you, you look at somebody and you look at you know their their ability to You know, to be adaptive, I guess. And you know, you you look at you you try to judge enthusiasm and 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 from a commitment perspective, because you know that's what you're really looking at from a day in and day out basis. You know, when you look at you know you look at their their background, you look at um, their ability to adapt to the work environment, and then you you really want somebody to come in and be enthusiastic about coming to work. And you know when we when we talk about you know giving folks with disab- disability a, an opportunity, you know that's that's one of the things that we seem to find. You know that enthusiasm is almost always there, um, and that's because you're giving an opportunity in a lot of cases they've never had before. Mm-hmm. And you know we can you know you can go through a lot of examples, and we um, probably don't have time to do that, but. You know that's that's one of the that's one of the things that you get. You get you get folks that are enthusiastic about being able to come to work and be a contributing member of society. Mm-hmm. And you know you know when you when you see that and you watch some of these you know you watch some of these folks be able to do that. Um, asked me again why why you do that you watch somebody do that and and for the first time you know take that paycheck home there's another good reason for doing it
4: because
3: if you do that and you see that um, you know there's there's a whole new reason because having somebody have that ability to do that and feel good about themselves and you know contribute to the organization and then you know be able to take that paycheck home and feel good about themselves, you know, it's night and day for them, and it's night and day for you to watch that.
2: That is, that is there is no price tag you have put on that. I I know, I see that every day, and that is a fact. Tom, we already talked about one of your accomplishments, being named CIO of the Year right here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, um, and you've had many accomplishments in your career and your life well, what are you proudest
3: of? <laughs> my association with you, Joyce. I I don't know. <laughs> I you know the, I don't know. I you know I guess what I'm proudest of is my family, uh, my wife of mm-hmm. thirty four years almost, um, my two daughters, and you know it's not proud. It proud in a, in a sense that you know. We have a great relationship, and you know, I put in a lot of hours at work, and they support me. My 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 one daughter has two kids, and you know, a husband, and you know, we have a great relationship across the family, and so you know, it, it's it's that to me is probably more important than anything else, and I think as it should be. So. You know it's it's you know I'm not that' to me is 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 what comes first um, even though there's probably times that they would never admit that I feel that way because I probably spend way too much time here but it's to me the, the number one thing so um, that's probably number one so you know and you know the relationship we have is 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 the thing so um and, by the know. way,
2: I'm not surprised to hear you say this. And I know and have met Tom's family, his wife and two daughters specifically, and they are wonderful. Uh, but I'm not surprised to hear you say that.
3: So, I mean, that's, you know, that would be that answer. And I, uh, you know, the work stuff is great, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's not, It it's, it's work stuff.
2: Well, you know, my dad said to me when I was a little girl, he said, you know what, you know what, If someone's really successful, they don't have to tell you. And that's probably the best advice he ever gave me, because isn't that the truth? And that is how you are, so I'm not surprised to hear hear you say this. But so you know, Tom has had a very impressive career prior to this at PPG Industries, you know, going from IT into finance and then leaving that industry and moving into a totally different industry at Highmark, and quickly moving up the ranks and becoming the CIO. And then, as I just mentioned, um, you know, CIO of the Year, <laughs> although I know that you have been in different magazines and talked about in different magazines, and certainly not your career there and many of these things you've accomplished um, in your career are unbelievable, but that doesn't surprise me what your answer is at all. And it is the... Uh, it is the truth if you've met his family. So, Tom, what message do you want to leave with our listeners today?
3: Well, I think, you know, when you're going back and saying, you know, why do you why why do you hire folks with disabilities? And to me, it's going back to because it's the right thing to do. I think you you get a lot of benefit. I think you know the individual gets a great benefit. But the bottom line is it, it's good for your bottom line from, from an organizational perspective. But it, it, it is really the right thing to do. I mean, when, you, when you're looking for resources, there's a great pool of resources. Um, but, you know, and maybe it's just because. You know, as I said early on, it is because. I, you know, you, you look back, there's no reason not to. Um, and there's a lot of reasons to do it. And so I mean maybe that's the best way to describe it. Um, and you know I certainly don't think as you described that I, that you know I'm a unique individual for doing this. I just think it's the right thing to do and you if you really look at it and you know if you're an individual that's sitting there looking for an opportunity, you know you should you, know, you would want somebody to give you that opportunity. So that's what you need to do. And maybe that's the best message I could leave.
2: Well, how about that? That is a great
3: message. <laughs> That's good message. timing, huh? And
2: I, I want to say, Tom, on behalf of all Americans with disabilities in this country, I want to thank you and commend you. You are one of the best people I know. And, you know, without you, I wouldn't be where I am today doing what I'm doing. I am just so proud of you and what you've done at Highmark and of Highmark. So we all thank you and we applaud you. And thank you for being on the show.
3: Well thank you, Joyce. I appreciate the opportunity.
2: Well now, all you've end,
3: done for me as well.
2: Well, at the end of every show, Tom, we end it with a quote from a famous civil rights leader or a champion for people with disabilities. And today this quote is from Tom Tabor himself, who said it's not for charity when you employ people with disabilities. It's for only one reason. And that is, it's a good business decision. said Tom Tabor, Chief Information Officer and Senior Vice President from Highmark. Tom, thanks again. Anyone listening to the show, let me tell you, here's the company, Highmark, that has sent the Highmark for all of you to follow. Listen in next week. Tune in to America's Voice, Joyce Bender, voiceamerica.com.